Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on X or the app formerly known as Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And of course, my two faves in the fantasy world, we've got Mike, who is at underscore Papa Bear Claw on the X. Mike, say hello to your fans. I don't know if I want to be found on something called the X. (laughs) We went over this, Mike. It's completely safe. (laughs) I don't know. It's only one X, Mike. It's one X. Okay. When there's three, we need to worry. All right. (laughs) We'll just keep it as the app formerly known as Twitter to make you more comfortable. Okay. Oh, and hello. (laughs) I didn't say that. And Nick James, who is at Iowa in the NFL on the app formerly known as Twitter. Say hello to your fans. Hello, hello. It's actually funny because when you get an email that somebody posted on Twitter, it literally says in parentheses, the app formerly known as Twitter. So Does it? Yes, it does. <laughs> and I'm like, why change your name if then you've just elongated it by now calling it the app formerly known it as? It immediately went to my spam folder <laughs> just by x.com. <laughs> yeah, it flagged it. It should. Yeah. I'm in support of that. Mike is completely, completely uncomfortable with the X. It was like we went to a, a spooky walk thing the other day, and like nobody touches you because I, I don't want to be touched by strangers. And then all of a sudden we're like in a house, we're like in an old camp, and they always do this crazy spooky walk and make everything haunted. It's really cool. They do a really good job. But then this lady just like grabs me, like and like wraps her arms around me. Like, oh, this is a haunted house. In a haunted house. This would that would not be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No my tokus. I will tell you as soon as they bring out the chainsaws, I am in the fetal position or running and I don't like to run so that says a lot <laughs> but I can't I can't I can smell it like I can I can smell it I get into that area and I'm like there's chainsaws around here and then when they fire them up I'm like oh my god I gotta go mm. I don't know I just have visions of bad things happening they didn't have chainsaws they had a pirate thing though where they uh, were making a stew and they were uh, cooking people oh people stew I like it yep no. <laughs> you like it yes yes delicious better than chainsaws I would will come out right around Halloween, you know. Speaking of sweet things like candy, we're into the 25 to 48 range of our startup draft. This is a multi-part series. Last week, we did the first 24, so top 24 picks if you were to be starting up a draft right now. Next year. Next year. Right now for next year. Well, that's kind of what I meant. Nailed it, though. Top 24 picks if you were to be drafting next year. Yes. Facts. This is the getting into the sweet spot of the draft. We're getting into Mike's sexy middle part. Not quite yet, though, right? Not, Not quite. Not quite. Maybe next episode? Maybe. 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 All right. So same order. I picked first. Nick went second. Mike went third. And then our fourth is actually a consensus vote. We all get together and whoever has the most votes. But most of the time we do agree. I think there was only one that we maybe didn't agree on and majority ruled. We were like, whatever, Mike. (laughs) As we traverse this draft i was drinking another and another draft beer so i became more and more agreeable (laughs) as the draft went on (laughs) yep that's good yep i'm good with that (laughs) so let's get this party started so it is back to me this would be going into your third round of your draft so this is pick number 25 and i went with jameer gibbs so interesting pick here had a lot of hype going into this season and quite Quite frankly, it's been a little frustrating. However, when we were picking this yesterday, he had just come off of a really good game with David Montgomery out right now. So perhaps we finally got 
to see what Jameer Gibbs is made of and what he can do. And I think the hope is that eventually he is going to be the main lead back. So a little frustrating so far if you are a Gibbs owner, but again, this is next year and we're hoping Gibbs takes over that top role and eventually gets all of that volume. So that is who I went with here at the 25th pick. I like it. He's looked really good in limited touches, even without the big game to give me confidence in him for next year. I'd probably look at a couple quarterbacks first over him, but being the featured back, it, that was just great. Yeah, it just so happened that David Montgomery goes down and then it's like, all right, I guess we're going to give Gibbs a big workload. And you couple that with his somewhat legendary draft capital. If it wasn't for Bijan, he'd be the one being hyped. And you get him at the beginning of the third round. Like after blowing up this game, after receiving a good majority of the work, you can make an argument that he should have been in our last 24. This is uh, Jameer Gibbs at 21 and a half. He's not even 22 yet. He's a baby. So you've got years and years where you've still got the, the prime time to have him. Now David Montgomery's going to come back. It's probably always going to be a dual threat backfield when they have at least two competent RBs, but you got to love it. Even if you're wrong, he's going to be worth a decent amount for another year, and then you'll still have an opportunity to get out from under him. Last week, he hadn't scored over 12. It was like, or just over 12. It was like 12, 8, 9, and 9. And then last week, 20 some points. So, yep, yeah, just another Detroit Lion for us to love. Which, you know, the Detroit Lions are one of those teams that all of a sudden I'm a big fan of because I love all their players. So I'm down yeah, with that. The Lions fan. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you guys got to brace for the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they were looking really good until the other day. They didn't have the best game the other day. It was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Well, Gibbs got one more carry than he got target. He got 11 carries and 10 targets. That's insane. So. That is Austin Eckler yeah. status. Like that's exactly what you want, especially in a PPR format. Because he's, I mean, he's still getting the rushing carries, and he's doing really well with that. But catching that many passes in a game, as long as his RB two is Craig Reynolds or worse, then you know, <laughs> go Jameer Gibbs. All right, moving right along, we got some positive news about the player that Nick picked here. Looking like he might be making a comeback soon. So get excited. Yep. When we did this draft, it wasn't. We didn't know any practicing things with Kyler necessarily, but I picked Kyler Murray here. And that's with the assumption that we're looking here in foresight, like all the way out to like September of next year, we're doing a startup, the last startup before the season starts. Is Kyler Murray the Cardinals quarterback? Probably. If not, he's probably starting somewhere else. It seems less and less likely that he's going to be the Caleb Williams winner or the Cardinals would be the Caleb Williams winner. Say that three times fast. That, no, I don't even happening. think I could say that one time fast. <laughs> you had a little trouble on the first time. <laughs> he's practicing, so it's his return is imminent. And if he comes out and he's almost what he's been, then he's still a QB1 for the rest of the season. And if they're okay, then that's just Kyler going on and going forward. Not one of the older QBs, which we've already drafted all the top guys, so it's either young guys who haven't proven it or older guys guys or at least a little bit older guys at this point so 26 year old murray now 27 year old murray next year uh, i'm still in hoping that the knee holds up honestly i think this is a great value i don't really see i see him going like eight nine picks earlier for an actual draft next year one in a couple months after maybe he's gotten a couple games in and mm -hmm. even if he just does decent mm -hmm. by then he will have done something for you lately yep he's not an ir slack guy anymore mm -hmm. all right mr kyler murray pick number 26 so pick number 27 here is back to Mike and uh oh. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> it keeps getting worse. It just is so bad. I, do you want to make a change here? <laughs> do you want to reconsider? <laughs> I would, but, but I can make an argument for why and when I picked him here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He does have top five upside, but he is just... Deshaun Watson. Yeah, tell him who you picked. I'm sorry. I picked Deshaun Watson. <laughs> if you couldn't tell... If they couldn't figure it out by my dry heaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could have been Goff. They don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm actually... I like Goff now. I'm hoping there's nothing actually seriously going on with his shoulder or whatever is going on with his injuries and not playing right now. I think now, he just but needs a massage. He might. <laughs> uh, 
classic. Yeah, I don't know if we can say that yet. Too soon. Too soon. Therapeutic, Mike. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, therapeutic. I don't know what he needs, but I, I still believe he is a quarterback with top five upside. He's not getting any younger, so I still like him in this range. I wouldn't. I probably. I really don't see him going any higher than this, but I do like him here as a safe pick going into next year, if you can call him that anymore. The recent thing is something in or around the rotator cuff that might take a few weeks. P.J. Walker's already going to start this coming week. so But that's now. We're thinking forward, and it's not like they can get out of his contract. They're stuck. Good, bad, or ugly. It's Deshaun Watson. Now, hopefully he can discover a new remedy for what would be problems with a tight muscle in your back. (laughs) I'm telling you. That might be okay. (laughs) I really honestly think he just needs a massage. (laughs) Yep, see? See? He needed it. He can get one of those massage guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, by a machine. Maybe that's safer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he'd use that appropriately. (laughs) Moving on. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, and our our consensus pick for the 28th pick here is Mr. Tony Pollard. So all three of us did agree on Pollard here. I think this is a great pick. Pollard has been a pleasant surprise this season. There were some naysayers, some really high on team Pollard. Some were, we don't know what he's going to do. He's not a back like Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott was a bigger back, but he's held his own and he's been an asset to have on your team going into next year we hope to see the same asset yep and that's assuming the cowboys bring him back for me i don't know if i necessarily would have gone pollard with this pick but he's in a tier with the other guys that got franchise tagged and then obviously barkley got his own contract but and then jacobs as well where it's like yep these are good rbs they got franchise tagged this year it could be fine next year granted the second contract is something to be a little bit fearful of with running backs but they're we're out of young ones who haven't had a major injury recently at this point so it's like do you want the proven guy who isn't like at decline necessarily yet or do you want the young guy who's coming off a catastrophic injury or young and unproven eh, i have no problem going any of the franchise tag guys including tony pollard at this point i like him here entirely dependent on his situation going forward you know if, if he gets signed mm-hmm. dallas does bring him back and it's like a multi-year thing that i I really do like him here. Even, But if he's just tagged, I'm not sure I love him up this eye. Yeah, I think if they tag him twice in a row, it's a little bit different scenario. I mean, there aren't many running backs I like more than Tony Pollard, and there's definitely a cliff approaching. So you want to take him here and take him over some of the quarterbacks or younger wide receivers who you might like. I don't have a problem with it, especially when you're trying to secure one of the few running backs who you're actually really confident in having for next year. All right, well, that loops back around to me. And we were kind of deciding, I think, between these two running backs. And I was basically going to take the one that wasn't picked in the previous pick. So I went Saquon Barkley here. Also get a little bit of an enjoyment sniping Mike with Saquon because he loves him some Saquads. (laughs) Yeah, I like Barkley. I know there's been some rumors about Barkley possibly being traded before the trade deadline. But then the Giants came out and said, we have no intentions of trading Barkley. And Barkley doesn't want to go anywhere. So I think he's pretty content and happy and he is a serviceable good running back to have and I'm fine with him. Yeah, I like it. He's very close to the same age as like a Pollard. He's a little older than a Jacobs. He's battled some injury so I guess that's the only thing about Barkley but at this point I feel like everybody in the NFL is battling injury. When he's on the field he gets the volume and he's good. Yep, and everything else is rough. There's just not that much volume. Well, true. <laughs> when the offense is going three and out and three and out and three and out, how much volume is there really? But maybe next year it'll be better. <laughs> I certainly, certainly hope so. But it just doesn't look great. Coming from the Giants fan. <laughs> I think it's just that he offers like last week, putting up 17 points the week before that, 13 points and that's after being injured and then you know before he was injured, 27 points, 9 points. How many running backs are doing that? Mm. Granted, injury stuff, I get it. 
but he's getting enough touches, even if they're just a couple of the touches before they punt again. And he's still a receiving threat, and he's a threat to get over 20 carries in a game, if, at least if he's on the Giants in their offense with their current team. I can see it being just as good. Are you buying into a running back who'll be, you know, 27 next year? Yes. So when you think about, like, the Mixons and the Aaron Jones of the world, how they kind of fell from being one of the early guys to one of the mid-round guys to one of the late guys. Barkley's just about in that range. Now, granted, he was probably always hyped more than those other ones were, so maybe he'll float just a little bit above that. But if you're taking Barkley in another year's time, like 2025, it's not like he's going to be the same. It's going to be lower. So you know you're buying a descending asset, but it could be one of the more valuable assets, having one of the good RBs that get 20-plus touches in a week. Yeah, it's just such it's just such a volatile position, so I don't get too hung up on preseason rankings on the running backs because, we, I mean, we know in a couple months' time, these are going to move all over the place based on injuries and then eventually free agency signings. And I mean, look what happened to Ken Walker. Some, you know, a lot of people had him as their RB1 going into this year, uh, this time the year before. Then, yeah. then the NFL draft happens, and look where he's gone. Yep, and it's not even because Charbonnet has been impressive. He's just fallen a little bit, but that's why he sneaks into our top 24 from last week. Someone who I've just been perpetually higher on than most other people is DeAndre Swift. And he's having a little bit of that career resurgence where it's like, yes, this is what I wanted for the last three years now. But he is a free agent next year as well. So it's not even a lock that he'll be back on the Eagles, which can be a good or a bad thing depending on how he's used and how healthy he can stay, whether he's on a tush-push offense or not. DeAndre Swift, man, this is just me making my call that he lands in a pretty sweet spot without great competition next year and then he's one of your more coveted RBs because he's not old. He's younger than these other guys we've been taking and it's finally looking like, alright, he's as explosive enough per touch and he get, he's getting a decent amount of touches now. Hopefully that will be what it is going forward as long as he doesn't like go back to the Lions or something crazy. <laughs> I mean, he's looked so good this year. RB6. Yep. I also have a ton of Swift and it's just been disappointing up until this year but it's finally paying off. Alright. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. I would love to have mm-hmm. more of him right now. I have him. Mm-hmm. I, I have very few of him, but where I do have him, it's been <laughs> it's been lovely. <laughs> the NFL's second favorite Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> she is not allowed in our podcast. <laughs> From Swift to Smith. Oh. So moving on to Papa here. I figured I'd start my uh, trend of underperforming wide receivers, and I'm probably taking just a little too early right now, but I think bounce back later on. I went with Devonta Smith. I know it's not looked great. I mean, he's had some flashes, some decent big games, but just a lot of low point, low scoring games, and, you know, wide receiver 29 is not what you expect at him at this point this year, but I do think he turns it around for next year, so I still like him up at this point, even though some may have him going a bit later. He, I really had him high. AJ Brown, obviously wide receiver one over there in a stud, but I expected Smith to be blowing it up and your next pick too, which both of them have been underperforming as you've stated. Yeah, yeah it's been a disappointing, frustrating year, but it, it's not him. I, You know, I, he's very talented. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you though. I have all the confidence in the world that Smith can be a very good volume receiver. You get to a point in uh, these drafts where you've only have a couple of games and you have players that are underperforming and there's just not a lot of good things you can say about him at this point in the year. Yeah, it's been it's been a frustrating season so far for him. Yep. There's some teams where you can look at him and be like, they might be worse next year. The Eagles aren't one of them. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown, injury concerns haven't been a thing this year. Maybe that ends up happening next year, and that's Devonta's chance at a resurgence. He's almost 25 now. He'll be almost 26 next year. You've got years and years left, and it's been nice before. He started hot his first couple weeks, coming out like 17 points over. 
20 points. And then the last couple weeks, not as good. But you start looking at all the wide receivers, a lot of them are like that. The week they don't get the touchdown, sometimes it's just four catches for 50 yards and they get nine points and that's what happens. It doesn't mean they're a bad wide receiver. On a little bit of a streak of three not great games in a row, but it just probably means by the time they hear this, he will have blown up this week or something. So <laughs> yeah, no problem with Devonta Smith, one of the younger guys who have proven it, who's on a good team and how it looks like it will be next year. And I doubt they put better competition than what's already next to him in AJ Brown when we still liked him. So <laughs> All right. So back to our consensus pick and I believe we're at pick 32. Now I'm mathing like a boss. You know what? I used my fingers and toes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you apparently have 32 of them, so. <laughs> no, I started at 25. <laughs> we went with Josh Jacobs here. Very talented running back. I have no problem hanging on to Josh Jacobs and think he'll be fine. It's just been slow to go here. He's younger than Pollard and Barkley, CMC. Mm-hmm. So probably get another extra year out of him. Hopefully he goes ahead and gets into a similar situation or stays there. But he is still RB11 on the season, even though he's had a bunch of dud games. He had a, like a 20 seven point game mixed in there another 19 point game yeah average rb at number 20 but you have to hope that by next year they don't have games where it's brian hoyer (laughs) and aiden o'connell at quarterback just like at least a competent offense please i mean like he's only getting 12 touches and it's not like other rbs are getting the touches instead it's just terrible yeah and that's if he even comes back to the raiders because he's a free agent next year too so we'll see what happens there but has enough talent to be definitely worth this pick next year pending landing spot and offense. I just can't believe another coach thought that they could rely on Jimmy G to be healthy and play quarterback. Got him. Yeah, I mean, have we not learned our lesson how many years into Jimmy G? Like, how many teams, how many times is this going to happen? If it's not if, it's not if, it's when. It's when is Jimmy G going to get hurt on the season? It happens every time, really. Yeah, speaking of another frustrating player to have on your roster. But Jimmy G did not go in this uh, this no. podcast, so we will save him for another day. Maybe many days Maybe in the future. not even come up at all. <laughs> we may never see his name again. Probably not. <laughs> yep, Jimmy who? So back, back to me, I went with another aging running back, but I am the queen of you have to remember that certain players are just studs on your team. So yes, we're talking dynasty. Of course, having youthful players that are going to give you several years are always great, but don't overlook the players like Christian McCaffrey who gets out there and when he is playing, he is putting up a million points on your fantasy team. So <laughs> That's that's very accurate. I know. Yep, specific it's numbers. It's a very specific number. I know. <laughs> I don't have that many fingers and toes, but <laughs> thank God. I want Christian McCaffrey Yep, there's an argument that you could go other people over him, I suppose, because he's older. What is he, t- going to be 28 yeah. this time next year? Yeah. I get it. He's older. He's had injuries. He gets banged up. But if he is the running back, the lead running back on a team, he's getting out there. He's a workhorse. So I want him. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at it kind of like what's Austin Eckler work- worth right now because he's almost like one exactly year older than CMC. And then CMC is probably a little better, so a little better than that. And that would probably slide him pretty close to exactly where you picked him. So I really don't have a problem with it. He'll definitely be the oldest RB that I'm willing to draft in one of the earlier rounds. Like there's not going to be other older RBs that I want to draft in this range. It's just CMC. He's most of a year older than Saquon, who's also there. Then again this week, questionable coming into into the Monday night game. And then he ends up playing, but this is what you're worried about with CMC. Not when he's healthy, it's because he might not be at times. But he still had a great game being banged up. I mean, yep, yep. As long as he's alive week 15, 16, and 17, then I'll be happy. The problem is, is if he gets me to the playoffs and he's the reason I lose because he's on IR at that point, that's going to be what upsets me 
drafting a 28-year-old RB in the third round. Not the five 20-plus point games in the beginning of the season. Nah. Nah, We won't think about those. (laughs) Nah. He is the RB1 overall still. Yeah, yeah, he's getting older. I probably don't take him here, but I see why somebody would. If you get this next year for one year at this point and you win your league, I guess that's a win. Yep. So I'm going to make a crazy... Projection. Yeah. I actually think he would go higher than this in a draft. Yeah. I don't see him... I don't see him falling here. I like. I think this is a huge value. Drafting, he's going way higher. I agree. How many 28-year-old RBs do we, us three, get in startups? It doesn't happen very often. They typically just go higher based on what they've done previously and not what they are now and going forward. So, likely CMC, likely on none of my startups next year because he'll go higher than this, but I'm sure he'll be good. Yeah, kind of like, and I'm not going to say who it is, our last pick of this draft. There's no way anybody's getting him at that pick. It's going to go way higher. Yeah. Stay tuned. Keep listening. To yeah, there'll be a Swifty somewhere. No, don't you be given any <laughs> secrets. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Zip, 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 zip. <laughs> All right. So Christian McCaffrey finally breaks into our draft here. Yep. Everybody can be like, I can't believe they didn't go higher, but it's just us. Stick with us. We'll get you places. <laughs> yep. We're getting you places in a non tight end premium setting for this draft. And if it were tight end premium, I think we would either already have seen tight ends go or they'd start going immediately. Yeah. As far as this one, I'm looking, uh, if I'm in a draft and none of the tight ends are gone, I'm not picking the first tight end right now. I'm still stacking the RBs who I like. When I talked about the RBs that are available, some of them are coming off catastrophic injuries, like Javante Williams, who's 23 and a half right now, 24 and a half next year, the beginning of his basically plateau in value. And he's been awesome on a per touch basis. If he was on PUP for the first six weeks and just got activated and had the same game, he had last week where he got almost 100 yards, then you'd be so stoked about Javante. But instead of being on Pup, they're playing him just a little bit, easing him in. And because they're easing him in, it's like, I don't know if I like Javante Williams now. I think it's short-sighted. Just pretend he was on Pup for six weeks and look at him now and going forward. There's a chance that he just continues to rise. He was on a trajectory that would have had him as one of the top four, five, six RBs off the board before he got hurt. And now he's back and he's awesome on a per-touch basis, and now he's almost got 100 yards, so it's like his arrow is pointing up. So I think looking forward, I'm going to continue drawing that arrow up and say that there's a chance that he just goes higher than this by next year. So I'm just going to go ahead and make my call now and take Javante Williams here. I like it. I like it. ACL is always a slow recovery. Mm-hmm. It was great that he was back so early, and even though he hasn't really done much, he's kind of he, he, he has had a couple of small flashes throughout the year, so you just hope he keeps building up touches. Yep, and the Broncos get better. Yeah, that's also a mess. Oh, man, it's bad. We were all really, like, thinking that they were going to be better this year, so maybe we didn't hit on that guess. Sean Payton. (laughs) I feel like there was one week where I was stuck where I had to either watch the Broncos or the Jets. Mm. Oh, gosh, that, yeah, that's a a hot mess. At least it wasn't the Giants. (laughs) Oh, man, I've been watching every game. It's been bad. So bad. And, like, I have never been high on Jerry Judy another player that's probably not going to be talked about for quite a while. Wow, like he doesn't, I don't even think Jerry Judy is like rosterable at this point. <laughs> I, I, I won't. I won't. He is absolutely. He's unrosterable. He is not rosterable to me. Noble plays in four-man leagues with <laughs> ten-man rosters. <laughs> he's, not, he's not rostered. No, I don't care. As deep as it goes, I will never roster Jerry Judy. But it has been good to see Sutton have more volume because Sutton was one of those that was fresh for a long time, but I feel like he's actually done some stuff this year to be worthy. Yes. Anyway, moving right along, neither neither of those are in our top 48. <laughs> yep. So, back to speaking of uh, underperforming wide receivers, back to Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'll follow up uh, with T. Higgins. Yeah. Like, man, there's not, there's not much good you can say about this year, oh. other than his contract's 
up at the end. <laughs> I'm really hoping by the end of the season we see a little bit of improvement, but I'm really looking forward to whatever happens next year. Hopefully he signs with a new team, gets a better better situation. Ooh, almost just dogged on Burrow there. Yeah, I couldn't, even though he hasn't been great this year either. Struggle. This is this is bad this year. Do you think it's Burrow's struggles, or do you think it's just too many mouths to feed? Or That whole offense is kind of just weird this year. It, it doesn't seem to flow like it did in the past. Doesn't I don't know. They're not moving down the field. Yeah. I think it's getting a little better. Yeah. It was definitely Burrow initially. Higgins does have one big blow-up game where he scored like 28 points in week two. So you have at least that. You're right that he is a free agent next year. So you can paint a picture where it's like, oh, this is Mahomes, wide receiver one for the next five years. And you're like, oh, you know what? I like Higgins even more than this, probably. I don't know. I guess going from Burrow to Mahomes is an upgrade, but probably not dramatic. <laughs> but remember drafting him last year highly in these drafts saying, well, as long as they don't, the Bengals don't mess with us and just like be like, he's healthy and then barely play him and he scores nothing. It's like, it's not exactly that that's happening again, but it's a similar outcome to last year where it's just like, dang it, Higgins. I'm not sure if I have it down to a T yet, but he'll be 24 next year. At that point, I'd be willing to take T Higgins. Ba-bum Chang. Sips tea. Okay. <laughs> we had to get that little pun in there. So back to the consensus pick. We went with Bryce Young. So Panthers quarterback has gotten a lot of heat this season. Another offense that's just really struggled. Um, the poor Panthers. I want to like him. I do. I, I feel like he has potential. I think that people have been very quick to judge him. The offensive line is not great over there. He's young. He's a rookie. I think he just needs time to settle in. They need to strengthen their offensive line and give the kid a chance. It's not like that team was a quarterback away from competing. You don't pick that early in the NFL Mm -hmm. draft the year before a season because you had a bad year. That that team is just, there's not a lot going around there and they have some older players they surrounded him with. He's showing some flashes. He's still completing a decent amount of passes, just not a great percentage. And the offense isn't really scoring many points, so that's not helping either. Yeah. Yeah. And of the few weapons Sanders, Mingo have both been injured, so it hasn't been super pretty. Even Bryce Young himself was injured at one point. I am at the point where it's not like I'm just going to go out and buy low on Bryce Young now, because I'm kind of worried he falls into that like Kenny Pickett range, where he's like drafted startups as a late QB2 if he doesn't start doing better by the end of the year. But I guess, you know, he's completed X amount of yards over the last few weeks. It's been a little bit better than when he started. There's a chance that this is the beginning of an arrow that continues rising and he's worth this now, but I think taking him here is making the call that Bryce Young gets better and better and better and better and better as the season goes along with minimal weapons, and then they get him better weapons next year, and then you're excited about Bryce Young next year, so you take him here, maybe a little higher, but if I'm trading right now, I'm not making that call. So Bryce Young, not someone necessarily I'm buying, but I can see an argument why he's here. It'd be a good buy low if you got him later than here, Yeah, but over here, this is still a decent investment for somebody who might just be what he is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Bryce Young. All right, so super excited about my next pick, and I'm I was kind of curious what you guys thought. If you thought I went too early, or if you were okay with it, but I was not letting him slip by. I went with Puka here. I have been a Puka truther from the beginning, and Nick can attest to this because in some of the leagues that we're either co-managers in or some of our like the one of you, me, and Craig. I was always like, what about Puka? What about Puka? Which I think you bypassed on. And um, I'm just saying it's the noble touch. You probably should have listened. Hey, I don't know if you're talking about one of our co-owned teams, but we have Puka. Okay, but I know I brought him up in several of our teams. And I think I only mm-hmm. got you to actually pull the trigger like once. No, no. We, we, I have a decent chunk of Puka. Oh, I Actually, I, <laughs> I sold Puka. I, I want to tell you about this one. It was a 14 team. Super flex. I, I sold Puka. This wasn't one of our co-owned ones, oh, though. Okay. But 14 team, I sold Puka to get Cup and other players. And it's not because I like Cup more, or I think Cup is more valuable. It was just the rest of it made sense. Because I got Cup and Jameer Gibbs for Puka and a 25 first. And he was thinking about that, didn't know if he wanted to do it. And this is 14 team super flex. Mm. And I added Josh Palmer for a third. And he took the deal. Oh, man. Okay. So my win now team picked up Josh Palmer, Cup, and 
Gibbs and gave up Puka and a 25 first and a 24 third. Nice. That's yeah. how hyped people are on Puka. Yeah. If you can sell at that value, I think it's great. But man, there's no one that was drafting Puka where Puka was worth. He was worth more than he went in any draft he participated in. And he still might go higher here. If he if he's doing this at the end of the year, he's going way higher. He's getting yes. an insane amount of targets even with cutback. Yeah, it's been, it was a little bit of a question mark, right? So Cooper Cup comes back, what's going to happen? We kind of all agreed that we thought 2-2 would probably be the one that took the hit, and that was accurate. He's the player that hasn't been producing what he was when Cup was out. Puka has just, he's had one game, what, two games ago, he didn't, he did fine, but he didn't score. I don't think he got a touchdown. I don't think he scored nearly what he had been putting up. And it was like, uh uh-oh, is Puka coming down to earth? And then went right back this week and blew it up again. I am super excited about him. I think that he has definitely proved that he is a a go-to target and that he just continues to get out there and put up big games. I picked him in the very last round of my Scott Fish team. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really know who he was at that <laughs> point. I was like, everybody's talking about this Puka guy. And at that point, Puka who? it's all dart throws. So it's like, I don't know. I guess I will. And holy crap, did I strike gold with him. And I have to mm. say, I think he's probably the one of the rookies that has moved by far the farthest up. He has to be the biggest mover. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. This is insane. Yeah, from player like 300 to top 24. Yeah, I mean, what a phenomenal mover. Mm-hmm. I love him. I hope you guys, at Noble with the Noble Touch, I hope you put your bets in that Puka would average more than Jamar Chase through <laughs> seven <laughs> games. Because he has. <laughs> He's currently at wide receiver seven, Puka. Like, what? We would never have said that at the beginning of this. I wouldn't even have registered. Nobody would have said that. No. No, people thought I was crazy when I asked, would you rather have Puka or JSN? And guess what? JSN didn't make our top 48. Dude, yeah, that's a big one. Like, Puka's probably a lot more valuable yeah. than JSN, at least at this point. Yeah. So excuse me, the noble touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you like me now? <laughs> you would have been crazy preseason. I will, Everybody thought I was, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But there you go. They didn't know about the noble touch. I didn't know about the noble touch, maybe. <laughs> I was like, dang, I got a mm-hmm. I got a gift. <laughs> well, if you've been touching Metcalf, you need to touch him more gently so he doesn't miss games. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Metcalf needs a massage too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody gets a massage. No. <laughs> I went ahead and rolled with DK Metcalf here as the next pick after Puka. Crowd favorite, and then, you know, crowd booze, whatever. He's not even 26 yet. It'll be 26 probably by the end of the year, though. And then next year, he still hasn't even reached, like, the end of his plateau of prime. So it's perfectly fine. He's been awesome every single year. This is just one of those where it's like it's a boring pick, but it's the right pick in my mind. Like, I want him more than JSN, at least for the foreseeable future. And going to have to see a lot of changes there before that changes. Like, Lockett has to fall off the face of the earth or something. Which, honorable mention to JSN. So, Metcalf missed the game. He was injured. And JSN did finally, congratulations, get his first touchdown of the season. So, maybe a little bit of a flash. If Metcalf wasn't in the game, he would get more usage. But he's just a non-issue with those two playing every week. Yep. Watch out for Bobo. Bobo. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Jake Bobo put up a touchdown last week on his uh, four catches for 61 yards. Yeah. I saw a bunch of him on waiver claims and I'm like, is this going to be like a thing or is this one of those like, why was Jawan and Jennings being targeted over Ayuk the other day or Ray Ray McLeod or whatever his name is. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. I was trying to remember the Seahawks wide receiver three or four or five from like last year who got some buzz in the boys season. It was so random. I don't remember. Not the rookie guy. There was some other guy there. That's how, that's how amazing he was. Nobody remembers. David Moore. There was another one. (laughs) Yeah. I ain't gonna remember. He ain't that important. But yeah. Yeah. Jake Bobo takes off his suit and it's the other random Moore guy, (laughs) David Moore. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. Not DJ Moore, David Moore. Moore. 
It was Mr. Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) All along. (laughs) Didn't he go to Carolina with DJ Moore at one point? It was the Moore brothers. Yep. Well, following National Tight End Day, you know what we need some more of. Yeah, I went with a tight end. Yay, Papa. I picked Mark Andrews next, although I could see another tight end going in the same spot. Just like his role on that offense. He's the go-to guy, especially in the red zone, and he's always going to be getting targets. Going to be a top three tight end, and you're going to get him for a few more years. So I still like him in this range. I especially like it because you were pounding the table in the offseason that TJ Hawkinson could be the tight end one. He could. Yep. And he's making his best case, and you're like, nah, Andrews. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, yeah. I think exactly like you said, it's an either or thing there. At least you for could me. pick him here. Yep. I was actually surprised you went tight end. I I didn't know if you guys would in this group, especially since we didn't implement the tight end premium. Mm-hmm. But when I went back to the draft to see if you had picked, I was like, ooh, tight end. Okay. Yeah, it just got to the point where it's like wide receivers, where it's like, eh, depends, depends, depends. Uh, you'll be wearing depends before too long because you're that old. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, older QBs, older RBs, RBs who aren't RB1s. <sighs> you know what? I'll take one of the top four tight ends and I'm pretty confident that we'll be a top four tight end next year. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. We're not quite there yet. We're at, we're at Mark Andrews who, I guess Lamar according to PFF is currently the highest graded QB. What? Things are going great for whatever PFF is concerned for whatever that matters. But uh, Lamar is doing fine. Andrew's doing fine. Flowers is doing fine. They've got finally got another legitimate threat, so I don't see Andrew slowing down until he's Kelsey's age. So, here at least for the next six years, have people go in and out of high school or get their PhD in the amount of time that Mark Andrews is going to uh, continue to be one of the top, most coveted tight ends. I'll tell you what, after we get past the X, uh, like not even all the top 12 tight ends it just gets ugly so ugly Uh, let me lock this in in our four person draft where it's like no i want to secure one of these top tight ends yeah gotta make the roster look good on the mock draft page yeah Mm -hmm. all right so then um into our consensus pick and uh another quarterback dak prescott definitely hasn't been the season we wanted to see out of dak yeah i'm gonna let you guys talk about dak because i don't really have much good to say right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You and I scored as much as Dak last week. He was on by. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, he's not going to play the 49ers every week. Then again, he's played not great defenses and not done that fantastic. It's still totaled to the QB 20 even after having his bye week. It's just a lot of it isn't that Dak is so awesome. It's just the next ones are so not. So it's like, uh, one of the last ones where I'm going to feel comfy just leaving him in my lineup every week at quarterback. I don't have a problem. Taking him here, I hold the uh, ability to pivot from that. I'm not sure as far as next year. See how the other pieces work out. Kind of running out of time to be disappointing. <laughs> he could easily be moved on from him at, at some point, and he's getting older and he's not looking great. So kind of leaves a sour taste mm-hmm. in your mouth, and you really don't want to take him high. And I'm not really sure he can go higher than this anymore. But it can be like where the where Washington moves off of Cousins. We're like, ah, we need you to be better. And then what does he do? He goes on and keeps being a QB1 for a new team, even though he's just keeps being a QB1 anyways. So it's like maybe he will never be the elite piece that carries a team to whatever their aspirations are. But, I mean, he's only 30. He's not like Cousins 34. And what's Cousins worth? Not in this draft. But still, at least for the foreseeable future, it's a plug. Uh, set it and forget it, QB, assuming that you don't have one of the top 12 or whatever. I See, I'm having a hard time with him being a set it and forget it QB. I have him and Scott Fish and I have Gino and I have Sam Howell. I'm sorry. And Gross and double gross. You know what though? They haven't, it hasn't been terrible. I mean I am the points leader and I am, t- I just took back top in my division. But the problem is that the three of those it's a guessing game every week on who the best two of the three are. Now I waited on QB. I went Kelsey for my first pick. And then, so I kind 
have punted QB, mm-hmm. I probably should have taken Tua. But at that, at the beginning of the season, Dak was really going, I think, above, right above Tua. So if the two of them were there, <laughs> it was like, if the Tua of them were there, it was going Dak and then Tua, which obviously in hindsight, I wish I went Tua. But yeah, week to week, I'm having a hard time trying to choose, okay, which two of the three? It's hard to pin down with exactly where you want Dak because he's not one of the ones where it's like 20 points all the time. Here we go. But I don't know. He's like the top of a big tier where it's like he could get you six. He could get you 20. And it's probably going to hit somewhere in between. And wherever you look at it at certain points in the season is where they are currently. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm ever like benching Dak for Howell, but Howell may occasionally outscore Dak because Dak isn't going to be consistently high scoring. I just feel more confident rolling with Dak as good enough. I'm a little bit more confident in it than where it's like how it's like, oh, this is the week where he loses his job for getting <laughs> sacked 15 times and throwing three picks. I mean, do you, in that case, do you play the matchup game and you're really looking at like, okay, who has the best matchups? Not Dak. <sighs> yeah. And I mean, like this week I'm playing Dak, playing Dak everywhere I have Dak. But of course it was, the other option was like Josh Dobbs. So. Yeah. Jimmy G. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. I feel like the three I have are a little more like there's an argument for each depending on matchup. But but anyway, moving right along off of Dak. Back to me and another exciting pick after the other night. Maybe I had a little recency bias here when I picked him because he was blowing it up on Monday night. And that's Jordan Addison. Justin Jefferson, obviously on the IR, has been out for the past few games and... And that has given Jordan Addison a chance to shine. And the other night, man, he was amazing. Now, I had him on my bench and Scott Fish. I was so upset. I still won. It came down to if Kittle made one more catch, I was going to lose that matchup and I was going to lose my mind. I had Ayuk because I thought for sure Ayuk was going to be with Debo out. And I felt like it should have been a good matchup for Ayuk, but apparently he he was playing an invisible position and just was not targeted. It was so incredibly frustrated. Frustrating. But Jordan Addison was targeted a lot. What did he have? Three touchdowns? Put up over 30 Two. points. Yeah, he had 34. It was a big 34 game. on my bench. Had I Two. played him, I think I would have broke. Oh, two touchdowns. But he had 34 points in Scott Fish by their by Scott Fish scoring. I think I would have mm. broke 300 on the week. Yeah, 31 in PPR. Yeah, I mean, he was just, he was good. And some of those catches, that catch he made where it basically should have been an interception and he like took the ball from his hands and ran Mm -hmm. into the end zone. I mean, he looked good. Definition of a 50-50 ball because the exact same pass happened earlier in the game and it was an interception. And then it happened later in the game and it was a touchdown for Addison. Yeah. (laughs) Where he's like, both of them get their arms on it and Addison wins this one. It was like a jump ball in basketball, but he got it. (laughs) As far as taking Addison here, the most interesting thing I see is that this is two rookies major movers that are being more highly valued than JSN who was yeah. the unanimous wide receiver one preseason yeah well JSN hasn't carved out a double digit point role in every game he's played except for one yeah, yeah, yeah. even with Jefferson it's happening a lot quicker for Addison now let's say let's say the last six weeks of the season JSN balls out 15 plus points a game for the rest of the year Addison is playing next to Justin Jefferson and he's more like doing well three out of four weeks and not cresting 20 very often. Do you like JSN more then? Maybe, especially if Lockett's not going to be there or he's taking that role, but that's got to happen still. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think the fact that it's maybe and not yes is, says a lot Yeah. as far as uh, how well Addison's doing. Definitely over Johnston, oh. who I was willing to take over Addison all offseason, which is looking like a catastrophe. Yeah. Could be worse. Not much. Okay, so we're going to cruise through these last few picks here. And Nick went with the second tight end off the board. Mm -hmm. The second Minnesota Viking this draft. Yeah, that's facts. Back-to-back Minnesota Vikings drafted here. Mm -hmm. National Tight End Day, otherwise known as National 
typical Iowa tight end day. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson did great, as did every tight end from Iowa, as they always do. And Fant. TJ Hawkinson embodying the look and play style of a Viking on the Minnesota Vikings. You can make an argument that, hey, this is the number one tight end because he's a few years younger than Mark Andrews. Like Papa said, where you could, yeah, you could go either way, really, with that. A couple years younger than Andrews, I should say. Call me crazy, but I figure by next year, by the end of next year especially, Travis Kelsey is not as good or hurt. I don't know. I'm just not going to bank on someone who's as old as I was last year at tight end in Travis Kelsey. So Andy wasn't a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hawks in one of the top three guys in consideration for tight end one next yeah, year. I wouldn't have had a problem with him any of the last four picks. Yep. All right, Mike. Oh, I'm going to continue with underperforming wide receivers that <laughs> I'd like to take. I love your trend. I love yeah. it. That's been another trend. I went with Drake London here. I love that you have confidence in them, though. I do. <laughs> I mean, London at least is a wide receiver, a high-end wide receiver three this year, but that offense is just not great. That bet, He's getting the target share, but there's not a lot going around. I like him here, hoping that they have a better quarterback situation going into next year, you know, or maybe they'll just draft one and play Ritter anyway. Atlanta is just such a scary offense to have any players on, including Bijan, because, you know, randomly he might just not play, but yeah. whatever. I think it's going to be really hard for London to have a worse quarterback next year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the bar so, is not high. <laughs> I, I want Heineken already. Yeah. Yep. Give me a Heineken any day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you take out Drake London's week one game, his average looks better because he was blanked in week one. He's been decent. And that's being one of the only options on an Atlanta Falcons team. We that's can't gonna... take that game out. He played the whole game. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he was hurt. Or... Yeah, if only in a perfect world. But, but he played the entire game, didn't get a target. Yeah. I blame it on Ritter who after the game is pointing at himself in the mirror saying why are you like this? Yeah. Why are you the way you are? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to get our team transferred to London <laughs> and then Drake London's going to be extra famous. Uh-huh. First round wide receiver who's doing the best he can with what he's being given at this point. So maybe every once in a while Bijan will get a headache and London will get to get featured again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We hate that for anybody with Bijan but if you got London you know. Good. Good deal. All right, back to consensus pick, and we went with a Chan. <laughs> a chain. A Chan. Chan Chan Chan. A Chan Chan. <laughs> no, it's, it, didn't he want it to be a Chan? That was the proper mm-hmm. pronunciation. Mm-hmm. It's not B Chan. He should just be A Train. A Train. Yeah. A Chan on the IR currently after he blew up for two games in a row and we got to see what he could do. And then it was like on the IR. Three games in a row. Three three games in a row. And then got injured. But definitely gonna be somebody who next year is somebody you're gonna want on your roster for sure. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson, past prime, most dirt antique, but still runs. <laughs> Ahmed, <laughs> unknown. Who knows what else they bring? I don't know if you've been watching like the new Loki season, but there's like an alternate timeline where a Chan doesn't get hurt and he just continues rising our ranks and like makes our RB1. draft for the last draft. Yeah. So it obviously that is reality, but I mean, if he comes back after sitting out four weeks and then continues to have at least one 70 yard touchdown or something a game, then it's going to be hard not to just look love him for next year considering the mess that the group of rbs are yeah no problem with him here you can make arguments for him all over the place as far as where he'll be worth next year yeah but i mean if you're gonna knock him it's people said because of his size he's not gonna be able to handle a workload and the guy gets gets hurt his first year out for a few weeks Mm so yeah this is the risk yeah but man is that team fast and this was that great watching him those couple of weeks he came into the season hurt yep yeah and then oh now he's hurt again so it's like if this is a theme then, yeah, yeah, he might fall farther than this. That's where I, that's where I worry. But exciting to watch him play. It's a it's a risk versus reward. If he's out there, you're getting the reward. But there is a lot of risk that that goes with him. Now we got a wild pick. Mine? Yeah. You think mine's a wild pick? Yeah, I still love it. Mm-hmm. Someone's just oh. stacking all the lions. <laughs> Listen, I was <laughs> not letting this next this next round go without me drafting Sam Laporta. So I told Mike before the show started. 
started, I was so happy when he drafted the tight end because I was like, okay, that's my green light that I'm not gonna get yelled at when I take a tight end. I was not leaving this draft without Sam Laporta. So everybody hates on the rookie tight ends because typically rookie tight ends do not come in and really carve a path to, to greatness in their rookie year. And Sam Laporta is carving a path to greatness. He is a must start every week, especially in a tight end premium league. I have started him in my Scott Fish team because with that tight end premium, he is just, he doesn't even have to score a touchdown and he is 20 points plus every week with the volume he's getting. He has been a fantastic grab. He was a value pick where I took him in in any league I have him in and he's a top five tight end week after week after week. So he is a tight end I want moving forward for sure. I'm not going to get him as a value in future drafts, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. The lion is out of the bag. They're cats too. There were points in the offseason where you were getting Laporte in the late second, early third. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's six points off of Hawkinson. He's tight end four on the year in PPR. He's 22 years old. He's freaking good. This is kind of what people expected Pitts to do. Mm-hmm. A newborn will be a teenager before Laporte is, yeah. <laughs> is as old as Kelsey. <laughs> Papa's child will be a teenager. Uh, <laughs> don't remind me that. God. My kids will be having kids. <laughs> I was debating because you know I'm a Kelsey person, but I'm taking youth and somebody who I feel like is definitely proving himself to be a, a top pick tight end. Okay. Speaking of um, youth versus age, <laughs> Nick couldn't get out of this draft without picking him. And I think it would be a little crazy mm. for him to not have gone in this round. So yeah. I'm glad you did pick him because I think it's a little crazy not to have him on your team because he's a beast. Player one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, shoot, we don't have a fourth person to take the older people. We dip, dive, duck, and dodge every draft. We which are the older RBs or the older wide receivers. But I took Tyreek Hill, who's currently the number one scoring player, the number one scoring in average. As a matter of fact, there are three players who have a higher average than a QB, Josh Allen, who's currently at one. And that's Tyreek Hill, Devonna Chain, and CMC. So old balls CMC, old balls Tyreek, and then, you know, Tyreek's teammate, A-Chan. Yeah, I guess give me all the pieces to Miami offense for now and in the future. I I know Tyreek says he's going to retire here in a couple years, but geez, man, how far can the number one overall best player to have in fantasy this year fall in next year's draft? The end of the third? There's no way. Sounds like it could win you your first year, even if he retires the next year, which he's still supposed to be around a couple years. What's that worth? Would you rather take wide receivers who are very likely going to be wide receiver twos? Would you rather have the number one player in fantasy for a year and then figure it out? after that. Yeah, give me the cheetah. There, there's no way he is falling for those no. of you listening. There's no way you're getting Tyreek Hill here. This is such a value. It's not even funny. Like, it's crazy that he fell this far. So he's definitely, him and CMC are going so much higher than this. They are. Yeah, I won't get him, no. but if you had an opportunity to draft him here, I would take him. <laughs> oh, well, no brainer. Yeah, give me two years of... Uh, Thanks. Two years of a non-quarterback that outscores Mahomes. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is a good value. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's happening here, but this is where I'd be comfortable taking him to. My heart goes out to your oh, next I pick. I love my next pick. I went with <laughs> DJ so Moore. Nick. Nick's favorite. I, I was thinking about DJ Moore as high as like where Higgins was, just because, uh, you know, the recency bias with a couple of games where Fields actually threw the football, but he's still getting the target share on that team, and it looks like they're really building a connection over there, so I'm excited going forward. I mean, we kept saying, you know, wait for DJ Moore to get a quarterback. Well, he still really didn't, I don't think, but it's looking pretty good <laughs> over there. Right. He's still do it just freaking yeah. fine man yep. yep so if you're like ranking wide receivers and you're like all right i don't want any wide receiver over 27 i don't want any wide receiver who doesn't have at least a year on the books dj moore goes number one in the at least this draft except maybe devonta smith might go over him or maybe dk metcalf but he goes over tyreek he goes over addison he goes over puka who, who at least is performing this year you can add that as a stipulation and then he goes over like Higgins too so yep I love DJ Moore it's hard for me to give you unbiased advice because he's my most rostered <laughs> wide receiver and every time he has a big week all my teams win so yay love DJ Moore if uh, you played him yeah yep. go DJ that's my DJ I am 
I'm actually shocked. And Mike, were you shocked that Nick didn't take DJ Moore there? Yeah, I actually thought he was going to take him where Hawk went. That's where I kind of expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he'll be 27 yeah. next year. And then all of a sudden, like, then my pick came up. I'm like, all right, I'm going DJ now. And then yeah. I'm like, eh, you know what? I really like London going into next year. His situation's got to improve. And I'm like, yeah, that reminds me of somebody. I, I was made fun of in the offseason because it was like, yeah. oh, look at your DJ Moore shares. That looks like DJ Moore in the fifth round every time. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Those are previous shares. And it turns out I was drafting DJ Moore yep. in the fifth round every single time. But this would be the third round, mm-hmm. fourth round now. And I'm supposed to draft him higher next year at 27? No. No. Uh, give me the number one overall player in fantasy or the potential number one tight end or a wide receiver that's a little bit younger. I mean, like, maybe you can make an argument for him over, like, Metcalf. But, no, I'm glad you picked DJ Moore because it gives me time to gush over him. Now, if he would have fallen to your next pick, would you have, you wouldn't have bypassed him there? I think that's getting pretty close. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple guys that are going to sneak into the top of this next draft that are also going to be in that discussion, but we will get to that next week. Yeah, so let's swiftly finish out this draft. <laughs> Go home. Mm, boo. And you yell at me. We picked Taylor <laughs> Swift's boyfriend. We went with Travis Kelsey. We had to finish. Again, I said this earlier in the show, and I'm sure it was no surprise because Nick, you know, had to make a Swifty joke. Mm-hmm. There's no way Travis Kelsey is making it to the 48th pick. There's no flipping way. And chances are he will still be the first tight end off the board um, unless you're drafting with Nick and Mike and they just happen to draft the tight end first. But there's no way. I mean, but when does your luck run out with Travis Kelsey? Yep. Like I used for our little graphic for our uh, tight end pool party. It's like Kelsey He's like, I've been the best tight end for seven years. It's like, okay, Kelsey, let's get you to that tight end one spot. That That's going to run out eventually. There's only so much sand in an hourglass. Yeah. Noble, you got to get us out of here. We're way too long. That rounds out this episode of our mock draft. So it was 25 to 48. So we will be drafting the next round of 24 in our next podcast so stay tuned for that make sure to like and follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode and we certainly hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true live long how do i say live love and prosper (laughs) (laughs) laugh love live long whatever you do like give everybody a high five (laughs) and follow and prosper prosper in your fantasy life yes something anyway we are out yes peace good night